Hello everyone, Mokon. Why is the camera crooked on? Because I told you to come closer to me. Alright, hello Mokon here. It is Colin the Audible. On this uh, last October of uh, the recording session that we're doing here. Uh, Iggy here, Eagle here, I'm here. It's the Halloween edition. Manu Adahua would join us today uh, as we are now approaching the rapid end of the group stage. I mean, is it really the rapid end? If anything, it's a slow and meticulous, slow. exaggerated How about end. a slow burn? Slow death, yeah. A slow burn right now, right now. But uh, we are getting closer and closer towards the conclusion of the uh, opening round of games, and then we move into the knockout session. Uh, which you can see on your team page for the playoff uh, tab and where you guys can rank and all that. We'll ex further explain throughout the broadcast. As a well. reminder, yes. even if you finish last in your division, you still make playoffs. So get, there is another game. You get at least one game, if not more. So there's hope. There is hope. Um, before we get into the show, some announcements. Just to make sure everyone is uh, keeping apprised of what's going on in the league. Uh, winter registration is not open yet, but it will be soon, so please keep an eye out for that. Uh, Eagle working at, what, uh, next few weeks, I would imagine? About that, yeah. Yeah, next few weeks. And it will pop up in the league site, also by email from uh, Rob Campana, the president for this league. And also, please prepare yourself for ratings requests. You know, we get that a lot at uh, FPF, and if you believe there's a player or two in your roster that might be too high... Please get that ready so you can submit it when it's time to do so. When the league says, hey, submit your request, do it, because you don't want to be uh, lost in the shuffle. And then January 5th hits, oh, I submit, sent my, uh, my request back on November 10th. Well, we didn't get it. So the sooner, the better. And if we don't get it right away, we have time to readjust before it gets too late. Yeah, so the goal is my Halloween will be terrifying with ratings. So that's very the goal. spooky. Those very spooky. Yes. Yes. You know, we count Dracula doing so. You know. Yes. You you must count. We must count indeed. Exactly. Speaking of counting, can you count to fifty? Because I can. We can. It is the third annual Eagle Challenge of Halloween Candy, <laughs> where he eats fifty of these in twenty five minutes. Now, for those who've never seen Eagle do this, no uh, one's see seen it. By the way, they just hear it. Yeah. Here's the um. Here's the box right here. So every year I get this for Eagle. Uh, we started this during COVID, I think. But COVID, we didn't have the shows. I just got it as a gift for you. Yeah, it was it was like a thing. And I was like, oh, thanks. But this is like amateur hour. And yeah, you're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm going to eat this box and watch sitting. So uh, season w year one of this, he couldn't do it. Like, he was talking. Uh, no, no. Not that I couldn't do it. Off it's that like that. So you told me I had to feel for the show and talk. Pride and thing. I didn't get a chance to actually eat them. Pride and then thing. I ran out of time. Yeah, pride thing. Eh? This guy's like, oh, I had 38 in 60 minutes. And then last year, the way last year I ignored you for twenty minutes and polished it. Yeah. So the way Eagle does it, who those don't know, we we got him a box of fifty. So he breaks it down by groupings of Smarties, Kit Kat, Coffee Crisp, and Arrow Bar, right? And then literally, it's just like a conveyor belt, like wrap, eat, wrap, eat, unbox, eat, unbox, eat, and people are like people are like freaked out by this. I I got in comments. Uh, Rochelle Valier is like, "You're nuts," but it's funny as bleep. Uh, Joe Morghese, uh, I think he's he said a couple of things. Like, Bro, uh, I just got a tag in my uh, Instagram story from someone saying, make it an actual challenge next year. Of what, 100? I don't know, something not 50. Well, the thing is, uh, one of uh, your friends? or yeah. The health health board here at FPF does not require you to eat that many chocolates. Candies. This is the historian, actually. <laughs> yeah. So he would know. Our competitor, or Robert C., is the one who doesn't want to do that. The insurance company, too. Exactly. Okay, so he's going to do that. Um, Can I start? Yeah, we got to start the clock. Eggs, uh, eggs, eggs, eggs. 
The clock starts actually when Eagle starts. No, but we have to keep the clock going for our show here. Fine. We'll look at the clock. Oh, man, you're really botching it today, man. Like, you couldn't get the story up on Instagram. <laughs> There's your one and a half story. Tough, tough story today. Over, under, one and a half story. Exactly. Okay, so we're going to do that uh, once Eagle opens up the box. So he's opened up the box. So we yeah. are underway for the uh, 50 Candy Challenge in 25 minutes. We'll see if he does that. Uh, Iggy, let's dive into it. Uh, tier four of yeah. this FPF world. Uh, salt and pepper. Uh, they still have, they still have some. Jesus. All right, Eagles really crashing through with this here. Uh, salt and pepper. They got some games left in their schedule. They do. Uh, Toon Squad occupying the last spot in the red section of the double elimination side of the bracket. Could salt and pepper sneak past Toon Squad to get that last spot? I mean, they could. Uh, both teams are. I I, I like both teams. Uh. Toon Squad are the last team in green. You said four. yeah, and that's a green. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I lose track of it sometimes. Um, so I like both teams, though. Toon Squad has two games left in hand. Uh, Salts and Peppa have just uh, just one. Uh, they they played yesterday or Wednesday night in Laval, uh, all the way on uh, the opposite side of the the dome uh, where you were scorekeeping mm-hmm. in a six six tie though. Thriller. Yeah. No. Oh, oh, Eagle's botching it right now. Oh, he's already. Oh, Eagle's, Eagle's botching it right now. Eagle's botching it. Oh, oh, this is this counts towards the time. There's no timeouts here. Yeah, no, no timeouts. Oh, Nelly, Eagle is botching it, and he knows pressure's on now, man. <laughs> this is like, look at him struggle. Anyway, carry on. I gotta get a fucking cable plugged in. God damn it. So they played to a six-six. Eye popping or eye gouging uh, game against Pack a Punch. Uh, their next game is against Megaron. They're going to need a lot more than six points against Megaron uh, for them to want for them to jump up in the standings. So I don't think that's going to be the case. Whereas I think they'll put up more than six, but against a Megaron team, you're going to have to at least put up twenty eight. And they've only been able to do that a handful of times, um, three times actually, to be precise. So mm, against a very good and athletic Megaron team, I don't see it happening. Uh, I think Toon Squad keep their spot. Uh, they have two games left in hand. Uh, Bend and Break, Bend Don't Break, and Skull are already done with their eight games. Uh, so I think uh, Toon Squad over Salts. And yeah, Pepper. Toon Squad could jump as high if things were to fall their way, um, which is going to be a lot to snares to look at. Yeah. But in theory, they could jump as high as two. As in high theory. as two, yeah. In theory, but it, it requires a lot of falling from teams yeah. above them. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think, uh, look, uh, you look at Skull, they're a really good football team. Uh, I know they're done playing. <laughs> Have you s- you've seen them? I see them play. They're, they're pretty How many good. times? Once or twice? I see them play once, and then the, you look the, at Megaron. The who thing with Skull, sorry, but the thing with Skull is, you catch them on one night and they look great, yeah. and you catch them on another night and you're like, this is a really not a great team. Yeah. So they're they're a bit of a question mark, but yeah, them versus uh, Megaron, I think is going to be a team to watch out for. Yeah. Um, sneaky good. Yeah. Love the speed. Love playing man to man defense. It can uh, burn. The, it can get them burned. Yeah, it can though, get them burned. You know, it's play of fire. You know, you know, and have that whole notion going for them. But they they can definitely do some damage. But I think Toon Squad will hold on to that spot. Um, I think Salt and Pepper is in deep trouble with those three ties. I, three. Oh. Yeah. So oh, those geez. three ties. They're gonna want to play in, in yeah. the, as soon as the winter season. Uh, yeah. Like I don't know. Like look, like, all it requires is one more win by Toon Squad, more or less, right? Yeah. And then. 
That's they, it. Yeah. You know, unless Toon Squad glitch up the last two games and Skull wins the last game, pretty much Toon Squad controls the narrative for that. Uh, no, Skull have played their eight games. I know, but oh, sorry, I meant Salt and Pepper though. Salt, oh, and, Salt Pepper. and Pepper. Salt and Pepper's yeah. got three ties, yeah. right? Yeah. Unless Toon Squad draw points in the next two, and and Salt and Pepper win that last game, we're looking at more likely than not uh, Toon Squad holding on to that tenth spot and having the double elimination status moving forward. Yeah, there's like a three percent chance that Salt and Pepper make it into the double elimination. Yeah. Uh, by the way, update here: twenty one minutes left in the Eagle Challenge, and, uh, and he zero is, candies. Zero candies done so far. He, I might, I might take one. He might not. Well, you can't, you can't, you can't, because then, then, then it, it, it nullifies, much, it nullifies, it taints the whole thing. <laughs> like he's, he's pulling like an F one race here, like Max Verstappen. Like he's like thirty three right now in, in the grid, and he's gonna like zoom by. No, he's not even. He's he hasn't even started the race yet. He hasn't even sorted out his candies, which he's doing it right now. Look at him go, man. Eagle is definitely locked in here. I don't boys. think there's time to sort. I wish we could just put the camera on him and just have that. Uh, I told you I was going to do the candy cam. cam, and you're like, no. I, I didn't, didn't say no. No, no one said no. We said, yeah. I, didn't. I just yeah. said, oh, I think you did that last year, and then I was realizing you were just ordering. Yeah. So, you don't have time to order. Whatever. To time to eat. He's got 20 minutes to go here, less than 20 to go. Um, as we move towards one the, and two. One uh, and two. Yeah, he's, he's going he's to. And he's got to unwrap, right? That takes a couple seconds, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like point two, point three. Mm-hmm. you know? Okay, um... Quarterback of the year in this division. Who's got the edge to win the quarterback of the year in this division? I, I was looking at it today, and I was like, man, it's, it's a bit open-ended in terms of who I think can win this uh, elusive trophy. Are you saying that because there's also probably consideration to be taken in the in terms of the rushing yards? Well, that's always the case, the, right? Francis Dumontier, right? 32 yep. TDs, 11 INTs. Kenny Boutillier, 29 and 8. Uh, George Spano, 28 and 3. The right? 3 is key there. Yeah. Three picks, Chung, yeah. 27 and 6. Uh, you look at Nick Delessi, twenty six and five, right? You look at the passing percentage of Nick; he's got seventy one percent passing, which is, I think, is a strong mark to have uh, overall. And you mentioned the rushing for these quarterbacks yes. here. Well, Kenny Butelli has the most rushing yards, three hundred forty two. Just right. tack those on to his passing yards, so he's in the thirteen hundred range for total yards. Right. And add more two t- two more TDs to to that count of twenty nine passing TDs. So he's yeah. at thirty one and eight. So if I had to pick between him. Uh, and Francis Dumontier, I'd probably pick Dumontier uh, just because he has more yard, more passing yards, more one more passing TD. Though I prefer the, th- the three less interceptions from Kenny. Is there another quarterback you Nick see? Nick Delessi, if he could put a run here, if he can, and we're underway here. He's got 19 minutes here. He's done one. Uh, that's Eagle. Uh, if Delessi can put together a script of say 250 per game, so 500 yards more passing that he has left, mm-hmm. right? That would give him just under 1,600 for the season. And if he can get eight more touchdowns, that could be enough at that clip of 71% passing. Yeah. And he's he's the leader right now in completion percentage. Uh, he's really the, the number one in terms of completion percentage at 70, uh, 72, completing 72% of his passes. Uh, and with a 100, 117 quarterback rating, that's hard to argue there. Uh, we have an early update here. Uh, the arrows are going by the wayside here. You, uh, Iggy, what do you think right now? On Eagle? Yeah. The hours are going by the wayside or the, the candies? Arrows. The arrows. Oh, the arrows. That's a weird... Now that I'm thinking of it, just hearing you, arrow sounds like you're saying arrow <laughs> wrong. And I and I forget what word you said. Um, yeah, he's, he's absolutely attacking these. Uh, <laughs> he is... He is ripping it apart, my the friend. The bubbles, uh, the chocolate with the bubbles. I have to make up with the time. 
Yeah. He is destroying that. Okay, so I, I got Nick Delessi as a wild card. It's not much of a wild card. There's there's a case to be made for him. He's uh looks like third in QB rating. Yeah. I, I'd be curious to see uh what Garner Ross can do uh in the I think final two. I games. don't think he has enough. I don't think he has enough. Uh he's so he's four TDs back right now uh of Nick Delisi. But he has all he has the least interceptions thrown in the division. He's playing it maybe a little too safe to win quarterback of the year, but definitely not too safe for his team to to be winning games. We just talked about his team potentially being uh, um, as going up as high as the number two seed here in uh, in tier four. Uh, just watch out for Gunnar Ross. I'll I'll, I'll just put it. That yeah, way. he might run out of racetrack to win that maybe, award. So maybe. again, it's it's gonna be fascinating to see how this plays out. But I, I got Delessi's my at least he's my guy. Okay, uh, you look at Ramfins, Pass the Boys, see the Turf Tolls, and Owning Flags. Uh, they all have a game in hand right now um, for first place. They're all at seven games left in the regular season or the opening round of games here. Two games left. Yeah, two games left, yes. more or less. Um, you think they have a chance at first place, one of these teams here, whether it's Ramfins, see the Turf Tolls, Pass the Rabiat, uh, or even Owning Flags to get into that top spot with Super Troopers playing one more game? So it all depends on who they play. And Super Troopers play against Cookie Monsters. Uh, w- really the almost like the last day of the regular season all the way on uh, November 11th. So it really depends on how you feel Super Troopers will do against Cookie Monsters. Right. I, I, I mean, the, the discussion starts there because if they win the game, then it's it's, a, it's, a, it's null and void. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, how do you think they deal? They fare against? Cookie I think Cookie Monsters Monster are gonna be tough. Uh, I saw them play at Leola yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah, they got some good speed. They uh, have the speed to match up with uh, certain plays that uh, Kenny likes to run with yeah. Zach. Felix Boutte has been getting better at quarterback at yeah. that for this team here, like, like Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bouchette's good. Raymond's decent. Jules Rejambal, we know about him, right? He's he's a guy that we know playing quarterback at yeah. the higher levels. Good good defender though in tier yeah. four and, and receiver, right? You have that long Absolutely. rangey player. Absolutely. I, I think this is not gonna be an easy game for Super Troopers. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna have uh, you know, a two score win here. I think this might come down to extra points. It could, it could be a come down to a tie. It, this game could end in a tie. Which could be a, the bane for Super Troopers, right? right? And how this can go out for them. So I, I just think that Right now, Super Troopers, they have to hit their extra points if they're going to win this game. They, you, know, you can't just hit win touchdowns and not score extra points. If they don't yeah. get the extra points, yep. it's going to hurt them in this matchup. And then, the, so then the follow-up question is, amongst the next teams, 15 minutes who, to go. Who's, who's the most likely to, to, to supersede Super Troopers here? Yeah, it, you know, with them having two games in hand, right? So yeah. they, they have that extra game on Super Troopers. Yeah. Is there a team, that, like, see the Turf Tolls, we know about them. Pastor Abiat. Look, the the passive boys are always tough. Yeah. But they always glitch up at some point. And this might be their glitch up where they miss a chance to be at least number two seed, if not the number one seed, if things go their way. Only I think, flags. I think sure. they can run the table. Pasta. They're playing Leos and Meat Lovers. Some of the two of the the bottom feeders and basement feeders here in, in the division. So Pasta Rabia can can definitely run the table. Yeah. Uh then you are going on to Only Ramfins. Flags. Yeah, Ram fans, only flags. I mean Ramfins can win both too. They have threat level midnight and then uh, the aforementioned Toon Squad. Yeah, that they they can run the table there. Only flags are playing Bloodline and Save the Turtles. Yeah. that that one's going to be interesting. So between Only Flags and Save the Turtles, so only one of those two teams can actually jump Super Troopers. Yeah, so I, I just think right now if Troopers were to lose, 
yes, I would give Paso Rabiat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're, they're, yeah. they would be the number one uh, team. To they made the jump season. last year in spring season, and they came up short in the playoffs because they were just, they just ran out of like, bodies and didn't have yeah. enough players to play. But I think they can definitely make some noise if they have a full, healthy roster going towards November. Always key, yeah. Always key. All right, uh, update here, Eagle. Where are we at now? I'm halfway done. Halfway there. We have 13 minutes left Whoa. here, and he's halfway done, huh? So that means he's done through 25. He's literally at 12 minutes right now. Oh, it was 12.20. I think he's slowing down a little bit here. No, I'm tagging on, fa- on Instagram. Oh, man. I really want him to talk, so he, he slows him down here. <laughs> so evil. Okay, uh, Kawad 1, Kawad 2. Uh, a lot to dissect, a lot to unpack here with Kawad 1 and Kawad 2 here, Iggs. Um, first and foremost. Sorry, I just lost my uh, my computer. Well, I think we're doing Kawad 1. Kawad 1, yeah. Um, How are you doing this? I thought I told you a specific order. Yes. Uh, did you? Oh, right. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Hold off on that then. Women's then. We'll do women's. I beg your pardon. Yes, we'll do women's first. I apologize. I didn't change the order. I saw your order, your text. I didn't change it afterwards. Yes. I was literally doing it as you were texting me. That's why. Okay, uh, we'll do women's. I beg your pardon here. So, look, uh, Red Nation, they're trying to fizz again. Fizz. In the right way. What kind of fizz candy are they? There is literally a candy called fizz. Yeah, I which. There's also a la- telephone line called fizz. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Was there, was there like some like uh, myth or legend story that if you had. An old school candy that was popping in your mouth, and you drank Coke, it would explode your mouth. The Simpsons made something. Made I mean, fun- mentals is technically mentals. true, and that is an yeah. actual thing. Right, but there was a ro- I think it was called like Rock Stopper or something like that, right. where yeah. you put it in your mouth, it would literally crack, crack open, crackle. and if you drank Coke, it would literally. Yeah, I would not want to try that. Yeah. Eagle, can you try that for us? Why not? Because he's eating right now. He's <laughs> devouring it. No, that's the point. Because my fiance works in dentistry and she'd be very upset. Oh, man. Megan's going to kick your ass. I think we lost our invitations to the wedding, my friend. Oh. I think we're both going to be axed. <laughs> she definitely does not want him doing this. Uh, was it eight months out from the wedding? For yeah, your that's fine. Uh, that's fine. Okay. Uh, Red Nation. Uh, they're fizzing uh, in a way that they're like Mentos with Coca-Cola. They are starting to really explode now. Uh, I picked them to win last week. They are now four and three. Uh, did you though? I did pick them to win last okay. week. Yeah. So at this point now, are you comfortable that they will be the three seed going towards the knockout round? Uh, so I'm breaking down uh, what the win over Wolfpack means for them. Wolfpack uh, has no more games left, so yeah, they that's can't, it. so they, they can't, can't jump. jump them. No. Now the thing is, the Wildcats uh, play Red Nation mm-hmm. in their next game. Uh, so Wildcats would definitely need to win that game. They would both be four and four, and both teams would have beat each other once. Now Red Nation beat them by seven points in their first game. Yeah. So Wildcats, I presume, would need to beat them by eight or more in order to jump them in the standings. Yeah, because they had to have tiebreaker. Now it's a little confusing. Because don't look now in the tiebreaker section, but <laughs> there's n- there are no details there. Yeah, thank God. Um, <laughs> one job. One job, yes. Um, so I'm not too sure. Uh, like they would be one and one in their head-to-head. Would it be then their points against within the head-to-head matchup? I don't yeah, think it's point so. differential. No, it's just, it's just points against oh at that point. Goodness. I told this to Rob years ago. If we have a head-to-head game where they play twice in one season, if it's split 1-1, one, one, you Combined. point differential. Yeah. That's what they do in, in, in what other leagues. What does Eagle say? Yeah, it, sh- it 
We can we can make it that way. Carlo! Hey, I hear you now. I know. It was it all it took was Carlo. There we go. Carlo. Oh, this okay, is beautiful. So in this case now for yes. Red Nation, um, are we comfortable enough to say they will be the three seed? I think so. I think so. They're like I said last week in last week's episode, this is around the time they start fizzing up, as you're saying, or they just start playing their best football. And I was I wasn't too sure. Uh, if that was already going to come out in the game against Wolfpack, and they proved me absolutely wrong. I'm writing a game recap on this one, mm-hmm. and just to sprinkle a few uh, key highlights from that game, uh, Wolfpack started with the ball. Yeah, Three plays in, Kial and Beckles, interception. They uh, Allison Sobel takes the ball, scores, 6 nothing. They get another stop from their defense. Allison Sobel pounces on him again, 12 nothing. They get another stop or another interception. So they, they were just compounding all the efforts uh, and, and just taking the momentum of the game in their way. Right. Uh, and and it, it just reminded me of what I was talking about, where Red Nation just clicked and, and the clicking happened and it happened last week. So I think they definitely are the number three seed moving forward. Yeah, I mean, they can make their third finals in the last hold on here, one, two, four or five years. Three seasons. and five? Yeah. Three and five? Uh, this one, two, three, four, five. Third finals in the last five seasons. It's pretty good. I, I mean, they're, I mean, look, we know who's ahead of them. Vortex and Brutes, yeah. right? And in this case, we are for Vortex and Brutes. How do they maintain their focus? Because, look, they've been coasting, man. I mean, aside from the game that they had between each other, which Vortex lost, yeah. they haven't had any, any real issues along the way. Yeah. Well, definitely. If if anything, Red Nation will absolutely need the double elimination because right now, if the if the regular season ended today, they were playing Vortex first round. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Game. So look, even if you lose, which is fine because you have the double elimination status, at least give the, your best shot to Vortex. Plant a seed of doubt in Vortex's mind. That's that's all that game is worth. That that first game because. Chances are you're going to lose, but make it a 26-25 loss. Right. Right? Or victory for Vortex or, yeah, 25-26 to 26 loss. Make it a one-point loss. Make it a, a, a game of converts, you know? Plant the seed of doubt in Vortex in that first playoff game. Yeah, I think, look, if Vortex plays Red Nation, which is in all likelihood going to be the case, I don't, I can't see Red Nation beating them round one. Maybe, you know, if, if Red Nation loses that game, they – kind of build momentum towards that rematch and I have guess. a game plan in place yeah. yeah and have a few more games under their belt but i just can't see them uh upending vortex or brutes today it could change in a few weeks because again playoffs all it takes is one funny play and yeah. it changes change the narrative you throw away the script at that point but if they're going to do it they have to be literally 125 percent on they can't be 100 percent. they have to be 125 I know it's mathematically impossible to be beyond 100% in that type of formula, but that's what they have to do to have a chance. And same thing goes for the Wildcats and X and X and Red Bulls, right? And, look, Red Bulls, uh, we all know that it's going to be a very small chance of them even making an impact in the knockout round. But if you're the Wildcat, if you're the Wildcats, if you're Wolfpack, if you're X and X, same thing goes. You have to be no mistakes, and you have to slow it down. You have to force them out of their comfort zone so that they are the ones who are nervous. They're the ones who are frustrated and they have to make the moves to catch up to you and not you chasing them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Agreed. So we'll see how this plays out for them as well. Manu Alagwa will join us when? After 
so we're gonna talk women's. We're next gonna talk co-ed one, and uh, sorry, co-ed two. Co-ed two, we're talk. We're then gonna go to co-ed one, and then he's gonna join us at the ending segments of uh, co-ed one. Okay, so we're doing co-ed two, then co-ed one. Yes, fair enough. Then we're going to co-ed two. Uh, are we like why and why chances to go undefeated now? Uh, I think uh, they are in a pretty strong hole to go eight and zero. What does that mean for knockarounds? Who knows? But I think for Gino DeFazio, it would be a nice momentum boost uh, to his uh, plan to be undefeated going towards November. Sure. I mean, they have one game left, and it's against. At least we tried. Sure. I mean, that'll be a tough test for them. At least we tried as a very good defense on them. Mm -hmm. And while the Y&Y offense has been clicking, it's been doing well. Uh, I'm not going to take that away from them. It hasn't seen a defense like uh like at least we tried. Right. So who knows? That that's a good that's more important than the victory is this is as probably the toughest test that they have in terms of a playoff matchup down the line, right? right. This could be a uh semifinal or or even a finals preview could be. So that's it's more important to see how they fare, how they match up. They had a good one against Sub-Zero, uh, and it was an eight-point victory. But Sub-Zero kept it within one possession. So here's another real test for them, uh, and I think that's more important, how they how they play and their, how they see their style of play and, and, and to see if they need to tweak, make any adjustments in the, the next round, uh, if ever they do play, at least we tried. Okay, who, who does this game mean more to? Why and why, or at least we tried? In terms of this, like, forget about the standings, right? Okay, for, so not in terms of the standings. Yeah, because uh, you know, at least we try has two more games to go. So forget about the standings, but in terms of the head-to-head context of these two teams, uh, YY knows that they can be the the uh, invincibles going towards the knockout rounds. But at least we try if they beat them, can send that warning shot that hey, it's not going to be easy road for you to get to that final in the first weekend or second weekend of December. I'll answer it like this. I think it's equally important for both teams, but not just generically like that. I think both team offenses have a critical role to play here and for different reasons. Like I said, uh, Y and Y have put up 200 points. They've looked good, but against a really strong, at least we tried defense. Let's see how they fare versus at least we tried offense hasn't been clicking on all cylinders. It's done just enough. Uh, for the defense to make a true impact in their game. But they're, if I had to take a guess, they're probably winning most games by like a 21 to 6 score line on average. Whereas uh, YNY is winning like 28 to 20 type, type, of, type of games, right? So I think the at least we tried offense needs this game one more uh, rep under their, they actually have two more games, so they have uh, two more reps mm-hmm. to try and really roll out the offense and, and get it rolling. Yeah. Uh, whereas Y and Y, it's been rolling, and they need to make sure that even against a really good defense, that it can continue to roll. Update: uh, We are now in the final ninety seconds Ooh. of the challenge. Eagle is at how many boxes now? We I got, got eight left. Eight left. You think he's gonna do it? Uh, he literally has two minutes. No, he has no, no, he has two minutes. He has twenty. He, we, I started it. And he's, he opened the box at 20 seconds. No, he opened it at four seconds. No, at 20. I saw him open four seconds. No, 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 no. Well, or he dumped it at 20. He started at four seconds. No, he has he has zero zeros and 20 seconds. Oh, look at this tainted <clears throat> number here. He's got a minute and change left. 
It's gonna be close. Uh, uh, what's he? What's he? What does he have left? He's oh, he has smart, a smarty. Yeah, that's a bad choice. Yeah, because that's a lot of individual. It's candy, a lot of individual, individual. candies. To, it's yeah. not just like the Kit Kat bar or the coffee yeah, crisp. Yeah. Can we go Facebook a, Live on this now? Where Instagram it's, where Live it's now. A single. Let's go Instagram Live right now for the final three seconds. This oh, is okay. utter chaos right now, and the CTA. We're doing an Instagram Live as we're doing the recording of CTA. Eagle now has about a minute or so to complete wait, the wait. challenge here. Will he be one and two? Or will he be two and one and have this for the next 12 months over us that he can eat 50 candies in 25 minutes? And right now, Eagle is. No, he looks like a drunken sinner. Iggy is. Here we here go. We go. Okay. So we're doing a Instagram stories live as we speak. Eagle now has how many candies? He's got five more to go, and he's got 35. Se- oh, no, he's got uh, about 45 seconds. Now make it 40 seconds left here to do it. He's really doing the dramatics right now. Eagle now, swallowing another uh, Smarties right now. He is devouring them like there's no tomorrow. Look at him. Oh, the fumble right there. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. He's flush. I should have never fixed your internet. Oh, he's got... He's got eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. He is one and two. And the Failed. Halloween candy challenge. I'm very close. Oh no, you are not, big boy. Four boxes left. You lost. I didn't lose. You actually have well, you have three right there. Is that three or four? Mm, yeah, exactly. All right, there you go. Eagle has lost the challenge, my friend. Over. One and two now. Anyway, uh, back to the show here. This is utter <laughs> chaos right now, this show. This is what you call – this is what we have, unscripted, like, yeah, scripts right now. <laughs> That's it. Put the title of the show, Unscripted Scripts. Yeah, it's Unscripted Scripts right now. Uh, so as, we, as we're going through the show right now, Eagle is uh, – well, by the way, we're going to do the uh, Arouche Challenge, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to happen when? Next week, maybe? Next, it has to be next week. Yeah, it's going to be tough, man, because my stomach's not ready for eating six of those, but I'll figure it out. I'll make the best of the situation. Okay, um, Sub-Zero, you look at it now in the standings, uh, Iggs. That loss that you and I witnessed at Loyola. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we talk about – why do you bring this up every week? No, but now it's going to cost them because had they won that game, they would have been four and three. They would have been in fifth place, and they would have had double elimination. But now because of that loss, it might cost them. It could, uh, yes. Would they be in a better position today? Yes, absolutely. Uh, They'd be in the fifth spot right now. They'd be in the five hole. And they're playing the Step Bros, which they're the Sub-Zero are the favorite in that game. But Step Bros, if, if, they're play, if they play their best game, they could give Sub-Zero a, uh, a run for their money. And yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. I, I'll agree with you here. I, Sub Zero had their chance early on in the season to to cement themselves. They didn't know it, neither did we. But they had, yeah, that that might come uh, come back and bite them. It's going to bite them in the, in, in the backside now, and it might cost them a higher seed. It might cost them a better matchup in the opening yeah. round, and now they're single elimination the rest of the way. Uh, you, you can put that back in the box. I'll put on compost after. I'll take one now, actually. No, no, no. He's got to finish it, man. It's now, like is that that golfer, right? You know, when they had that putt and they missed it for the like golden jacket for the green yeah, jacket. You gotta still putt it. Yeah, put it in to finish sink. second place. That's yeah. what he's doing right now. Finish second place. Look, you know, if you give me a full twenty five minutes without the internet stuff, I actually make it. Yeah. Well, 
Well, would have, could have, should have, right? Yeah. That's not the case. Not my fault. Uh, though, don't forget, seeds seven and eight in the standings of Koa 2 yeah. do earn themselves a week one, play round one bye. So they're in prime position for that as of right now. Now, the, you never know. The Predators and the Step Bros have two games in hand. And Step Bros are playing Sub-Zero. So they could leapfrog Sub-Zero. Yeah, they could fall into that single, like uh, literally winning your in type in, of thing in, here. Into the ninth seed, yes. Right. And the Predators, when you think about what they did this season, uh, they lost Sub-Zero by eight uh, back on October 11th Interesting, and yeah. outdoors in Sherbrooke, right? So so they do have that that credit card. You play games in Sherbrooke now? Uh, on Sherbrooke Street, <laughs> yeah. They do have that credit, right, to work with, where they had the tiebreaker over uh, uh, over um, Steph Rose. But uh, I don't know... I think for Sub-Zero now, it's, it's, it's going to be matchup dependent, right? If they're going to be on the red side of the, of the fence here, it will be matchup dependent who they get. And if I stand correct here, when we have 9 versus uh, 12 and 10 versus 11, yeah. that will give us 10, correct? 10 what? 10 teams left. Sure. But there's also a uh, a uh, number one and number two seeds get by. Yeah, exactly. Well. So, I mean, it's all matchup dependent for them. Uh, Preds are a team to watch out for. Free agents, like they played, like I know they came together as, as a crew, hence the name. Pretty good, but they're pretty good, man. Yeah. They're, they're not, they're not easing out, man. They're, nope. they're a smart football team. Uh, the female depth that they have is good. They're yep. they're very efficient in what they do. They come up with big plays on both yep. sides of the football, yep. and they might pull off a win or two in the knockout rounds. I yeah, I can see that. I I. I could see the argument for it. Uh, Rachel Shea, like you're mentioning, at snapper, uh, catching big-time touchdowns for game-winning touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, I like what I've seen from Catherine Bergeron. Uh, and, w- of course, we know you know Diana James Landry has been part of FPF for a few seasons now, and she's just getting improving yeah. the game every every season. So, yeah, the female cotton, they, they definitely have uh, No question about that, though. So it's going to be unique to see how this plays out for Coet 2 and how that unfolds for them. Uh, Coed one, we're gonna do now. We're gonna wait for Manu. We're gonna have him on. No, we can we can talk Coed one, and then we'll as we're wrapping up Coed one, he will be the final. Segment. Fair enough. Then. So we'll get Coed one rolling here, and we'll get Manu Alaroa on with us to talk about that at the end of this uh, chit chat with I- with Iggy and I. Um, okay, so right now, <laughs> right now. <laughs> sorry, I, uh, sorry, my bad. I just I, I was rereading why we're because yes, the I, red I, zone. Because the reason why at PTSD because these guys always change the script on me, so I have to <laughs> double read everything to make sure. This is amazing. We now we didn't change the script, and he's still looking and like freaking out. <laughs> I gotta make sure the script's not changed because these idiots here will change a word or two. I I catch it right away, but. Uh-huh. But you yeah. know what? It, we've got a couple of weeks without doing that, right? So you just never know. They might slip one, slip one through. Okay. And, and you thought the red zone maybe? <laughs> yeah, there was I was like, wait a minute. Hold on here. <laughs> Let me double check that right now. Okay, okay Ron Burgundy. <laughs> All right. Look, the teams in the red zone right now, do you give them any chance at getting a double elimination status going towards the final games that we have left? Fit Squad, Vultures, Deep Balls, those are all good teams. These aren't pushover teams in Coed 1, but could they somehow get into that green window of the brackets. So, uh, deep balls, I'm going to say no. Last week, we, t- we said they're playing easy fun and then uh, kiss my end zone. Uh, those are th- respectively the two and one seeds in the division. Hard to see them beating both teams, which they would need. 
super interesting is the are are our vultures and and fit squad here. Uh vultures play the IG team. Yeah. IG team a bit of a bit of a team eagle if you can put the co at one standings up. Uh Oh, I thought this was co at one. My bad. He's high on sugar right now. So yeah, <laughs> we're gonna see a lot of loopiness. Twenty pounds, twenty grams of protein, apparently. Yeah. So, uh, vultures are an interesting case here because they they're playing an IG team that is actually kind of trending downwards as of late. Uh, you hype them up early on, and and rightfully so. And then as of recent weeks, the you mentioned the injury to or partial injury to Jeans uh, Alexi has seen the team kind of dwindle down the, not the standings per se, they're still in the third seed, but their their play in recent weeks, losing to Fit Squad on Monday night. Um, so Vultures have IG team, which they would need, absolutely need the win, which would tie them with plenty of fish, if plenty of fish were to lose to Fit Squad. Now, if that happens, Fit Squad would then jump in. Uh, and then there would be a tie between plenty of fish and vultures, but then we're talking about them being either fifth or sixth. Again, fifth seed important because you have a bye. Yeah. So that one's actually kind of a critical. If you want to be the in the in, if you don't want want to be, but if you end one up being game. in the red, yeah. If you end up being in the red, you want to be the fifth seed. Um, and then like I said, fifth squad played plenty of fish, and. <clears throat> I don't know how that game goes. I thought this was easy. It's plenty of fish, no no doubt. Man, Fit Squad have ripped three wins in a row here. Yeah, they have. Or have won, sorry, three out of the last four, I, I believe, is is how they're... Yeah, after we trashed them like a month ago. Yeah. They, they really they're really turning on. things around, and they're, they might beat Fit Squad. Uh, they might beat plenty of fish you know in why? last game. Because they don't have any indoors. outdoor games. <laughs> they are now indoors. Yeah. Climate control now in their... <laughs> They're they're that dome classic dome team can't play outdoors. So if there's one team, I'm gonna go fit squad. If there's one team uh, to make it and jump, I, I'm gonna give vultures a chance here. Uh, deep they balls, lot, they need a lot of things to go their way. 100, percent but you know they they've uh, they're they're red ink right now. I think they can get out of it. Deep balls, actually they can't. Vultures are stuck where they are. Oh, because they head to head, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean right. the head to head was a tie though. It was a 40-40 tie with plenty of fish. So they can still get it because... It would be a points against battle. Points, yeah, points against battle right now. The they, point differential, exactly. It's it's what it is, right? So yeah. it's... They would need to make sure that they don't... Uh, that they don't allow, I think, like eight, uh, 17 or more points in a win over IG team. Right. And and that's the thing, right? You have to look at it. Like it's a points how, against thing. Yeah. How, how does Bay McMahon approach the game now, right? You're trying to win it and not give up 17. Well, no, they can give up 17, but then plenty of fish would need to win, uh, lose by 18 or that's something gonna, that's gonna be uh, along those lines. That's going like, to be tough. It's, it's very, it's, it's all about points against. Yeah. And it's in two individ, independent games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's not going to be easy for it's them. Tough. It's not going to be easy The easiest all. one is Fit Squad beats plenty of fish and, they, and they're in. Yeah. That's exactly. the easiest one. Uh, with the teams that are, are established right now, you got Kiss My End Zone running away with the division. Easy fun. We'll, we'll exclude the IG team, plenty of fish. So, we'll, we'll actually, we'll include my big part. So, right now, is there a vulnerable team in the top end of the division? Is there a vulnerable team? Yeah, that, that's, you can say, yeah, I'm not too sure about them going towards knockout. I think every team can lose. Every team has lost. Team. You got to pick one team. I got easy fun as my team. There, there's just two polarizing at times. When they're on, they're on. When they're off, it's like, oh, man, they're frustrating to watch. I, yeah. 
Okay, wait, I'll ask the question differently. Yeah. Which of the teams is most matchup dependent where a bad uh, round will hurt them? Easy fun. Yeah. Said it, put it that in that frame of context. Yeah, I'll I'll say easy fun as yeah, well. Easy fun. They're a bit more matchup dependent. Yeah. Yeah. They they have to have the right seam of games uh to make a deep run. Um you think of, you talk about quarterback play, Nick Blay, we know him very well, but He's had some moments, right? You're like, ooh, he's not playing well today. Good and bad. Good and bad, right? Like, uh, yeah, he's had some moments, but both really clean games where he has five passing TDs. He's running five or six times for like 60 yards and where he looks flawless. Yeah. And then he has those games, yeah, where he doesn't look uh, as much as one of the leading quarterbacks in the division. And my question is, who is the star receiver on this team? They have, they have great depth, but who is the alpha? That's not true. I don't necessarily see that. Uh, look, look, Sam, at, look at the distribution of yards. Okay. If any, if anything, that's a testament to them. But J.C. Ferland is a beast. He is a wide receiver one on almost any team in, in co-ed one. Uh, and then to, to add Sam Emilio Pelcha, very, very good receiver. And that's not depth. That's literally wide receiver one, wide receiver two. Then... The depth is Maxime Bouchessir, who's really good, by the way. Frédéric Daou, Nathan Desjardins, Florence Leonard. They have so much depth and good depth, but it's like high-end wide receiver three talent. So to me, that's – no. They have a wide receiver one. It's JC Fadlan. And then uh, in snapper, uh, Sam Emilio Pelcha is their number two. We'll be joined by Manu Alaroua in the coming seconds here on Colin the Audible. As we'll uh, wrap up uh, this division with him, co-ed, and then we'll move into Tier 2 with him. As he's playing in both divisions, right? He's playing with, actually in multiple divisions, uh, he's playing with uh, Vultures in co-ed 1. Uh, so we'll get his perspective on the on the season so far. Uh, and he's playing with uh, Diamond Bougie in Tier 2. Oh, uh, look at that. We're matching today with our hoodies. <laughs> Jeez, it looks like you're wearing the same hoodie here. Yeah, more or less. What's up, guys? Hey, hey Manu. He's, he's wearing Welcome. Diablo's hoodie. Welcome yeah. to the show. Thank it's you, thank you, guys, thank you. Black hoodie with the red uh, hood. That's like Mo Khan over here. Black hey. hoodie with their matchy match uh, for uh, for my first appearance. So yeah, you know, uh, right. you know, we we had that telepathy, Manu and I. We were broadcasting the spring season there. You know, so there you go, uh, Manu. What is your go-to Halloween candy? Uh, I'd go with uh, probably the the little warms, uh, sour warms gummies. Oh, so it's like a real like sweet tooth over there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Sour worms, though. Sour, yeah. Oh, sour. Yeah, not just the, not just the, yeah, the glistened worms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you watch this episode, um, Eagle over here, uh, he did not complete the. No, you're lying. I pulled it off. (laughs) Oh my god! Did you watch the? We went live. Did you? We went live about five, six minutes ago. Did you? I saw the end of it. I saw uh, Mo just uh, celebrating his victory over Eagle. (laughs) Victory is (laughs) sweet. Speaking of sweet, um, let's talk about Coed. Uh, your thoughts on this season as we approach now the knockout stage of Coed? Uh, it's uh, it's been a, for uh, do you mean for my team or as a whole the division as a whole? I'll go with as a whole, like what you've as seen whole, so okay. far. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, looking at the standing right now, I, I feel like it's uh, it's it's pretty equal as far as uh, the division. N- no, no team is uh, really like being destroyed or uh, like having that much problems. Of course, there's us and D balls at only two wins, 
But uh, I feel like any team in, in co-ed, uh, co-ed one is pretty strong as uh, is force, but also is uh, weaknesses. But um, uh, Kiss My End Zone and IG teams are the are the team that I feel are gonna probably make a push for uh, for maybe a rematch of the spring uh, spring season. So Manu, I asked I asked Iggy this question in co-ed one. Which team, whether it's Kiss My End Zone, Easy Fun, even IG team or Plenty of Fish, which one is more vulnerable going towards the knockout rounds? Uh, it's 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 a good question. Uh, I, I tend to say maybe IG team since uh, they've been a little bit down uh, these recent games, but uh, they've got the experience. They've they've been there. Uh, they and uh, they step up in the big game. So my my, my choice would probably be uh, Plenty of Fish. They're a really good team, but I don't know who will show up for uh, for the for the playoffs games. Uh, when I played them, they were missing players. I don't know if that's going to be a problem, but uh, their squad is really is really strong. It's, it's tough to say, um, but I'll go with plenty of fish. Okay, uh, Manu, this is your second season, I believe, with the Vultures and Coed. Um, two questions for you: um, What is your what have you seen the biggest difference in terms of Coed versus regular men's division? Uh, and then in the Vultures team specifically, uh, who's a player that has surprised you that you weren't too aware of, uh, but who has really uh, surprised you in terms of their uh, their play that uh, you just caught you by surprise? Um, so the, the difference, uh, I'd say probably that the games are a little bit more slow, uh, but there, there's not that much of a difference. I think... Uh, what will make a difference will be uh, in the next the next season when it's going to be three girls and uh, three guys on the field. Yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting because uh, when I look at the, the 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 stats, the top stats, it's pretty much guys up until maybe like the twelfth uh, player, uh, and I, I would like to see more girls in in the top uh, five as receiving. But um, as far as for for vultures, I think. Uh, the uh, two girls that are a new addition to our team is uh, Gigi and uh, Emma, who, who came from uh, Red Nation. Uh, and uh, these girls are really fun to play with. They have a really good attitude and uh, they, they are willing to learn. They're always uh, there to compete. And uh, I love playing with them. Um, and they, they amaze me that they, they're skilled. They read, they read the play well. And uh, Gigi, uh, she, she's a baller. Okay, Gigi Kabila Bonte is a former Miguel uh, Martlet uh, basketball player, won a national title with the Martlets, and also at the uh, stage up level, the Nomads and Mamarazzi. Uh, if your life was on the line, would you trust Gigi Kabila Bonte to hit a three point shot or to catch a 40 yard bomb for a touchdown? Oof. The, hey, that's tough. Uh, I'd, I'd probably say for now, uh, the three point. But when she's gonna learn how to better uh, run the the routes uh, as a wide, she'll she'll get there. Uh, I'd say the forty yard bomb. But for now, if she if she's a champion, uh, but she's a champion in both, so it's tough. I never seen her play basketball though. I've seen her play enough times. She's very good. Very good. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, on to tier two, um, Manu, and well, I, I had this question on, on the script for Iggy, but I'll ask you first. Uh, infantry, they're five and one. They're in the fourth seed right now in tier two. Yeah, are they an elite team or just another team? No, I think they're elite, hundred uh, percent. When I when we played them with Diamond Bougie it was the first week of the season. Uh, they played really well. Um, I mean, they, they have some ballers all across the the rosters, uh, the roster, and um, 
man, I think I think they're legit. It's, I don't know how they're gonna pan out uh, for the, for the rest of the season, but they got the still CRA left and uh, junkyard dogs, which are games they probably win. Um, but yeah, uh, they're they're solid. I mean, Nicola Di uh, Di Mauro, uh, he's really good. He's uh, yeah. not talked a lot, but he's really good. Against us, he played a really good game. So uh, I think you know we, we know the big names: uh, Rory, um, Andrew Grant, also. Um, but yeah, they're a really good team. Uh, Manu, uh, speaking of your team, Diamond Bougie, uh, you've been part of the Diamond Bougie versus Kiss My In Law battles. Um, you've been on the Kiss My In Law uh, side. Uh, and now you're on the other side with uh, DNB here. You smart for leaving. <laughs> so why do you believe it's uh, Diamond Bougie's year in Tier 2? So, like, what's different uh, from this season, now that you're on the team, from past seasons? Um, just your sense, uh, why, do you, why do you think it's uh, Diamond Bougie's year? Um, I think, I think the, the, guys that have, uh, the guys that I joined, like uh, Felix, uh, you got Jules, uh, Noah, and uh, Arthur, the, the main guys from, from the team, uh, it's been a couple of years, a couple of seasons they played together, so they, they gained that uh, FPF experience. I think they, they played also uh, Team Quebec uh, earlier, so they have that, that experience in flag. They're all ballers, but I think it's that experience, and especially at that quarterback position. Jules is playing out of his mind, only one, one pick uh, thrown to like, uh, I, don't, I don't know how many. Uh, <laughs> you lost count, yeah. I lost count, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a courtesy. He's. A very very uh, smart quarterback, and he's he's also has a really good ability to move with his legs, which uh, I didn't see in the past season. But now playing with him, I, I can see how he really can extend the plays and uh, throw off his back foot, which is super impressive. It's crazy. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'd say I'd say the the, the differentiating uh, factor would be the experience of uh, of Jules, because he's really developing into a elite quarterback. So I was going to say that's the one thing I've always noticed about his game in that it reaches a point in the season where he just does a bunch of stupid shit and throws <laughs> a game away, right? Are Is he done with that? Like, is it like, okay, now it's time to win? Or they're like, you know, the players behind the scenes are all like, mm, you know, like, you know, this better not be that game. Like, you know, stick to the script, play your balls out and everything. Like, don't make mistakes. Well, I think that the... It happened in like the the first uh, first half of a game uh, against the uh, Beer Belly Brigade. We had a game in uh, at the Loyola Outdoors. First half it was really not going well. Uh, I think he threw a pick and we just couldn't move the ball. Uh, but at half, I just went and talked to him, say, "Hey, let's let's go. Trust me, we'll we'll, we'll go get it." And uh, we drove down the field one play at a time, and he he was able to recollect himself and uh, stay poised, and uh, we end up winning that game on a. Uh, Second to last play of the of the game on a two point convert, uh, so uh, it sorry, shows resiliency, and uh, I'm really proud of him. And I think uh, we're done with that. So I hope I hope so. Uh, right now, Emmanuel, uh, you look at Stoics in game changers. They're both at three, three and one, holding on to the seven, eight spots for double elimination status. When this is complete for the first round of games, are they still going to be holding on to that status of double elimination, or will they drop into the red zone? Oof, it's uh, it's a really good question. Uh, let me look at the. Okay, so uh, we had a game changers tied a game against Fins Up. And oh, now I know. I was there for that game. Oh, you were you were there. I was uh, there. Did did, uh, did Sir William Power play well? 
Sir William Power, stay tuned for the show and find out how I feel about Sir William Power, my friend. Oh boy, uh, I'll I'll uh, can't wait can't wait to hear because uh, I have a big <laughs> expectation for uh, Mr. Power. In the like, news, <laughs> in the new segment called "Show Me What You Got," <laughs> I can't wait to see that. <laughs> but, As you're uh, saying right to, now, yes. To answer your question, I think uh, uh, game changers have dirty birds, and uh, that's going to be a really tough game. So I'd say they they're going to fall off the 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 green um, double in Elim. In my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Manu, looking at uh, your uh, FPF career, you've risen the ranks uh, from free agent uh, all the way back there in that uh, fall cup, uh, or at least one of the teams you've played on, uh, all the way to playing in Division A and Tier 1 last year and this fall cup. Yep. Um, What's the biggest uh, reason for your rapid development and, and your... You know, is it is it maybe your versatility on the field? You've played, you know, the snapper position, slot, wide, uh, rusher, DB. You've, you've especially down the middle. You've played a, a key role uh, for all your teams. Is that perhaps the biggest uh, thing that you've done in your game to really improve so quickly all the way to Division A? Or just talk a little bit about your FPF career and your development. First of all, uh, t- thank you, Iggy. I really appreciate that. It's uh, super uh, appreciated that uh, you know. Uh, actually, Manu, I gave him that script. So hey, he come really on, yeah. Don't worry about it. There you go. There you go. But uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, a, a lot comes from just playing more. Uh, also, uh, I'd say that that season I had with you, Iggy, in uh, winter uh, in 2023, I gained a lot of experience playing with you, with Mike Piercin, with Vincent Benjamin. They're guys that are. I've played a lot, and I, I could uh, I learned a lot uh, during that time. I also played with uh, Steve Arbisod. Uh, so now I'm playing with Jeff Rosenblatt and uh, younger players like Jules, uh, and also up and coming players like Brady Oanisian and uh, Joe Movington. Uh, so these guys, they all they all bring uh, bring everything to the, uh, some to the table, and I, I get to uh, get better just by talking with them, playing with them, playing against them also. Um, but also also I say. Uh, um, our, pron- our sponsor of FPF, uh, BuzzFit, it's a, it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big up for me. Go to the gym, then I, I play better on the field. So I got to give a shout-out to BuzzFit. Look at that. There Shameless promotion. Uh, Manu, <laughs> Eagles got a question for you. Yeah, so last week we talked about some of the rule changes coming for Winter 2024. Is there anything that was on your list that either didn't make it or something that you're super excited for seeing the change happen for next season? Um. I think I've spoken a little bit about it in the co-ed segment. I think the the, the new co-ed rules for three girls, three guys are it's it's really fun. I think it's gonna really uh, differentiate the co-ed from the the men's division uh, even more. Uh, but other than that, I think uh, pretty much every every rule is nice. I I love the onside kick. I feel like it's it's such a great addition to our uh, to our game. Uh, I, I I'm sometimes I look old games of uh, all the FPF footage and like. When the, the team is down two scores, it's like ah, there's not really yeah. much to do. And now uh, it's it's really fun that you have this option to to come back from uh, down 14 points. Uh, uh, you can swing the game back, and I think it's it, it, it brought something really nice. And uh, I'm really happy that uh, we have this rule. Uh, last question for you, Manu. Uh, where are you right now in the house? Where are you in the basement? Are you in the room? Where, where are you right now? No, I'm in uh, I'm in my uh, living room. All right, so. How far would we have to walk into your house to find out that you play in the, in the FPF world? 
If we walk into your house, into the Alawa house, how far do we have to go to see that? Like, you where's your here? swag? Where's your trophy case yeah. in comparison to the front door? <laughs> the trophy case is is uh, is uh, in my in my bedroom, so we have to to go upstairs. Uh, so, but... so the ladies can see it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But if, yeah. if you walk in, uh, you have my shirts uh, right there. You know, so okay. I got a rep uh, Air Force One right there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, look at that. All right. So there you go. I got all my stuff. I got so much shirt, man. So leave, leave, leave this clothes around the house over here. One of every color. You get used to it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, then, Manu. Thank you so much for joining us, my friend. Uh, we'll see you uh, somewhere down the, the road. Yeah, on, on the field. field. I appreciate yeah. you guys. Thank you, Iggy. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Eagle, for uh, bringing me on the show. And uh, have a great uh, Halloween and uh, candy eating. <laughs> yeah. And, and show me what you got for uh, Will Sir William Power over there. We'll oh, yeah. I can't wait to see. Can't wait for that either. All right, thanks, all right, Manu. Thanks, Manu. Thank you, Manu. Bye, guys. Uh, Manu Adarwa here with us on CTA. Um, just to further wrap up, uh, uh, sorry, tier two, beg your pardon. Um, we look at some of these teams now, Biggs. Um, Stoics, Game Changers, Ambush, Beer Belly Brigade. Uh, it's distant 12. Uh, one point separates more or less. Do you think we'll see a dramatic change in the standings going towards the final game or games left on the schedule? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I'm not sure where the change is going to happen. Uh, I mean, every team is so good. I mean, the, the, the most drastic change has already happened. Uh, Stoics, I believe, were in the 12th seed. If I'm not mistaken, Stoics 7, they just got a win. They were at 5. So, yeah, they were in the 13th seed, actually. Yeah. And jumped with one win, jumped all the way into 7th. Uh, so that already is the most drastic change that, that could have happened. Uh, looks like that's what she said are going to be stuck in the single elimination. Ambush would have to beat Kiss My In-Laws, the number one seed mm -hmm. uh, to move up. Uh, Beset and Narusha are static there uh, in the 11 and 12 seed. Maybe they, uh, anyways, they're static in the red, in the red zone. Uh, Beer Belly Brigade might be the one that, that can move up. Uh, with two more games remaining. Uh, again, depending on uh, who exactly their opponent is, uh, it's likely going to be Dirty Birds in one of those games because they also have six. Uh, so they're playing Still CRA and Easy W. I think Still CRA is a game they can have. But, that, yeah. but Easy W, Easy W might underestimate them, but I'd still make it a 44 to 40 victory for Easy W. Uh, so they, in my opinion, they'll only get one out of the two wins. So that will propel them to eight points. That's my biggest change for you is that they might get like the sixth or seventh seed. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't see Stokes dropping. I don't. They they, they 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 added Jizzly Lexley to the roster, yeah. and uh, that's that's big time. Yep. I don't know. I, I'm curious. Do you think Jizzly knows uh, Chris Bay's name? Yes. He also probably knows he's left-handed. He thought it was Rob Cabana. Really. Another one, eh? Yeah, I don't think he knows. Another one. I don't think he knows C. Riff's name. Um, pretty sure he went on the team page and looked at the quarterback and has a name appear there. So I'm gonna go that he does. I don't think he does know C. Riff's name. Plus, he he filmed them. Uh, he filmed them and they shared each other's posts with the drone from uh, Monday night. Got all the uh, got all the great clips and highlights. We probably uh, thank Rob. Khalil Kerr and Jinzi Alexi with his crazy runs. Yeah, well, by the way, that, that was a drop ball by Khalil Kerr. Watch the end. No, of the, no. I, I watched it. He bobbled it. No, he end. does not. He does. No, no, he no, no, no. There's full control of the I, ball. Khalil and I had a uh -huh. conversation about it. I go, Khalil, you know, you, you moved. Eh? He and goes, he said no. 
He said no, but I go, here's a screenshot. I sent the screenshot of it. It goes, it moved. And he was it, it would have to move and hit hit the ground. It moved at the end. It can move, but it can can't hit the ground. It hit the ground when he moved. Like when he landed. I'd have to look at it again. Uh, trust me, I looked at it, man. It was uh CSI catch of the year. stuff over here, catch man. Of the year. I, I saw a catch of the year when he had a little bubble in his hand there. Uh again, I just think that that it's gonna be it holds serve right now. But you're right. Beer Belly Brigade might have a chance to move up. And be- if they- especially, sorry, it's, it's yeah. especially because Game Changers play Dirty Birds. So if Game Changers lose that game and Beer Belly wins at least one, they they will move over them. They'll leapfrog them. Yeah. Yeah. And with, with the game to work with, right? So it's just kind of like you yeah. have to you have to win out for Game Changers, which is, you know, they tied Finns up on Wednesday yeah. at, uh, at uh, Laval. Laval Dome. Yeah, the dome's up. How was the dome? The dome was fine. The dome was fine. It's comfortable, plenty of space. I wonder why we don't play outdoors there. Because they have soccer over there. When we play outdoors in there. Laval, that field where we are in the dome is the soccer field that they use. That's not the soccer field, the main... It's the back one. You have you have yeah. us that we go this way. Yeah. The next door is the soccer field. The and then mi- the big next one. door to that is and the soccer field. That's and where the dome and is. And we know that those are being used? Yeah. I okay. remember one time I had to go look for someone. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. Yeah. I took a little stroll when you were... They're bigger, they're longer fields. Yeah, but they play 11 on 11 on that ah, field. Okay. I took a little stroll one time when you were subbing in for me when I went to the washroom. I knew it. I knew yeah, it. I wanted to kind of, kind of I want to peruse this scene, you know, God. see if I knew anyone out there. Uh-huh. Uh, on to tier three. Okay. More under the radar team, Joe's Panini or Penetrators? Because we've not really spoken about them at all. Why are you reversing the script? Why are you going bottom uh, up? I like, I like the uh, <laughs> I like that question. The, like the variability. Most yeah. more of a power bottom. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Eagles all the more strength th- comes from. Yeah, Eagles more uh, more on the top type of person over there, you know? Um, yes, yeah, so Joe's Panini or Penetrators, more under the radar at this point of the season because they are kind of making their way up slowly but surely. They're not going to jump. Uh, eagle uh, use of hands or Idaho U depends, but they could maybe get up to the four spot, maybe, uh, maybe the three spot if it works their way. Hmm. Interesting question, yeah, because these two teams have usually been, or at least in sorry, they can, they can go no higher than four. Big important, <coughs> they can't jump West Island boys. No, they cannot. Uh, so, yeah, I I know where this question is coming from because in recent seasons, Joe's Panini or Big Fat Bats were a top. Top, uh, one of the top seeds in Division Five. No, nope. yeah. Division D one, D two. No, the split was after, so it was Division D. Uh, and Penetrators are have this is the is this the first time they're really making a jump up? Not really. Uh, I think they played in Five B in, in last year or Five A in uh, in the winter. Um, but they are they're just starting and maybe their second season in the middle divisions let's say or not the 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 most bottom divisions uh where they usually have been dominating they've usually been the one two or three uh, the lowest they've been is probably a three seed so both sitting at four and two mm, who's more flying under the radar probably joe's panini uh just because the quarterback play of matthew zepatelli has been a little bit higher than what Justin Goodman's has been, even though Justin Goodman's been having very dominant and very good seasons. Yeah. I think uh, Matthew Zepatelli's closer uh, to probably than Goodman to play in like Division Four of mm-hmm. the winter season of uh, 2024 than uh, than Goodman is. So I, I just haven't, you know, I haven't seen that that I don't know where it is like that swag from Zepatelli and 
so I'm I'm gonna go with Joe's Panini. They're flying under the radar. I, I like Joe's Panini a lot. Uh, Zepte's played well at quarterback. Remember what score came in their first two games at Murray Vick, and they came back in in fact they beat Blue Dry. I think it was in the first game. Yep. Uh, where they were down, and, and yep. they came back to win that game. And I think Zeptel has a bit of a chip on his shoulder, right? Because of what happened, big fat bats. They, you know, we thought that we we thought they were going to run it, and they just kind of swung and miss, and yep. didn't really do much. So I think they're. they're I think Panthers since the last um, Fall Cup, they've sort of underachieved. Uh, you know, we thought they were good at spring season. They just ran out of bodies at the end because yeah. they didn't, because people had weddings and trips, and that's understandable. Yep. But they sort of kind of like lose games where they or not lose, but they keep teams that are inferior in games when they just mess uh, around. Yeah. Right? I know what you're saying. Yeah, if they're locked in, if they're focused, then they're very tough to beat. Yep. But I think Joe's Panini has that under the radar feel to it, um, especially coming off a loss to Mangus, thirty-one yeah. twenty. Right. Yeah. So now they're gonna like they're really under the radar now. Right, and it's it's like again they can finish no higher than fourth if it falls their way. At this point, but I wouldn't want to face either team. But nope. Joe's Panini might be a tougher matchup because of the depth that they have rolling right now. Yes, going towards the knockout round. Yeah. Uh, Trap Stars—they have a massive one over Killer Rays uh, mm-hmm. in Laval. I feel like it renewed their confidence. Probably, uh, you know, yep. I saw David Giroux on the sidelines afterwards, and you can see they had that that uh, old swagger that they were lacking. That 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 confidence and arrogance that they possessed when they were running and gunning on teams. Uh, they had that gold dust in them, and they really came up big against a very good Killer Rays team overall and how they beat them in Laval. Yeah, so we had Jerome Hovington on last week, and he mentioned, uh, or you, you asked him about Killer Rays or maybe about the Idaho schedule coming up and Killer Rays is on it, and he said that Tyler Bianchi had to distribute the ball more, which he's he's had the weapons in the past uh, and utilized them, mm-hmm. such as Aiden Ladivier, Curtis Ryan, Evan White. And you you can see that while Tyler Gerberg still had nine targets, the yards weren't there. So Trap Stars must have been very disciplined with their tackling, uh, and limited the yardage that he gained that Tyler gained on the short to intermediate because it doesn't look like there's many just by average of uh, of the yardage. It doesn't right. look like many of the completions were for deep yards, uh, though. Bianchi did use Curtis Ryan, Ladivier. They each had 50 yards. Uh, Evan White, four for five on reception targets for a touchdown. So that distribution's there, but you can tell that that's not the way necessarily that that uh, Bianchi would like to run his offense. Yeah, and they were down 19 to six at halftime. Killer Rays were so they made they made a bit of a run to try and make a comeback 18 to 13 in favor for killer rays in the second half but just fell a bit short looks like when they're down and they can't hit the deep shot to gerberg that the 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 offense doesn't pick up the pace enough they i've seen them they do they will not go for two point converts or one point or extra point converts when if it if it's going to save them 30 seconds they they go in a hurry up offense so they they know to but the playbook doesn't necessarily adapt in that I, same way i wonder because this is the first game for killer rays in laval dome this uh-huh. season they played in laval maine and they yep. played in laval outdoors okay it's a bigger field it's slight, only slightly bigger yeah. than the Laval main. I wonder if that played a little nah. adjustment on them. They, I've seen them in the winter and last fall cup in, in the dome, and they seem 
perfectly fine. A uh, team sexy. Uh, they've been the darlings in my eyes in, in tier three. So you're all about sex appeal. I am all about. It. We spoke about off air about a particular conversation, and uh, they have a game in hand. Um, over, over most teams. Yeah, most teams because they played six so far. Right. Yep. Um, if they max out, they finish with eleven, which could put them in fourth. It could, but again, a lot of things have to fall their way for them to get to the fourth spot. Mm-hmm. But do they hold on to at least the tenth spot as a double elimination team? So again, you'd have to go to their schedule, and they play Rico Riders. Not easy. No, no. But Rico Riders have been a little off this year. Um, I'd still say Rico Riders are a three and a half point favorite. Um, According to who? To me, odds makers. Um, but the game against In and Out is one that they'll likely have. Though, very much like what you said about penetrators, I could see Team Sexy leaving an equally athletic team like In and Out, leaving them in the game. And if you know a turnover late in the game, or a mental mistake, or a drop on fourth down. I can see actually in and out maybe squeaking out a win. But again, the favorite in that one would be Team Sexy. Just because they might see them and like, oh, they're just as athletic as us. But I I, I would still say that Team Sexy is the, the favorite. I think they go one and one. Uh, and I think that's enough for them to uh, to propel them into the double elimination. Yeah, I think one more win is enough for them to get that spot. Yeah. I think they they... They've really grown. They've really matured since the first. I remember uh, their first ever game in FPF was in Brossard. Last year. January 2022. Is that when we had the return to play? 2023. Like, uh, or, well, wow. They go they go back 2020, winter 2022? Yeah. I remember, I think it was January 2022 when we came oh, back. Yeah. Yes. It yep. was Brossard. Yep. They played in Brossard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they really matured from that. Like, oh, my I, God. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they, they didn't have the game and they had a lot of bravado and yeah. flamboyance, lacking the substance to come with the flamboyance. Yeah. And they've really grown since then. And now here they are where they're on the cusp of, I'm not saying to be a contender, but they're on the cusp of being in that, in that VIP room of, yeah, they can make a deep run in the playoffs and maybe get themselves into the finals. I mean, I'm looking at that season. They went five and five. It was inconsistent, though. What division do you think they signed up I think in? it was 5B, right? It was 5B. Yeah, that's that's, right. that's pretty good. That's a really good record for your first rookie season in FPF to start in 5B and not 6 or 6D and to trail out 5-5. Five and five. But I know exactly what you're talking about. They didn't know the, the, the mechanics and the ropes of the game. No. They're, they're definitely a much more um, uh, developed, yeah, developed yeah. refined, and matured team. Um I think yeah, they're they're gonna merit their double elimination status yeah. when they when they get it by one the more season win. ends. Yeah. One more wins would be good for them. Uh, on to tier one, our last division. Uh, William Will Trottier, he, he is a part of the Braves. He's backed up Joe Mariota at quarterback. He's played uh, most of the reps at times for the Braves. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the other day because I score kept the game that they had against um, NR hashtag NR. Yep. Could he be able to play Division One? quarterback on his own without the Braves. He being Will Trottier. William Trottier. On his own without... And leave the evil empire of the but Braves. But which people would come with him on that roster? That's the thing, right? Because, yes, there's a lot of people that can play Division One quarterback. It's just, who are you throwing to and who is your defense? That really yeah. means something at yeah, that level, does. you yes, know? Yes, it does. Like, imagine Lazaro without Gomes. Imagine Wyeth without... 
Kierwack or Jerome. Well, we've or... seen that with Lazar and AJ Gomes, but he has 10 plays off. <laughs> okay, true. <laughs> and? You get my point, right? Like, yeah. every quarterback has, like, one or two guys. It's like, I need them on my squad or I'm not playing type of situation. So who does uh, William Trotty get on his roster? Uh, I mean, Chateauvert will be one, I think. He's good. I'm not downplaying that, but... Like, could, if he put in a team, would he be... Why do I feel like he quarterbacked B-ballers in Division Two, and they ended up 4-6, and 5-5? and five, Maybe. But in Divi- like, Because, you know, look, Joe Murray didn't throw. It was Will that threw. And, and I say right. to myself, I go, man, like, you know, what if he had his own team? What, what, what would the outcome be for and him? And what was the – I mean, obviously it's cap reasons where Will Sarati yeah. went in for Joe Mayer. But who did they bring in? Who was the difference maker? I, I think – I guess it was having both James and Phil Farah yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Uh, like, can we talk about that? Because I guess who would you rather? This one, this one was it boggled my mind a bit. So they're saying in this game that they would rather have Will Trattier throw to James Drysdale and Phil Farah than having Mayer throw to only James Drysdale or Phil Farah, one or the other. What what do we think about that? Like, was that... I mean, they won the game. That's not that's not the decision. But what if they had to make this decision in uh, in their first or second knockout round? What is the better play here? Is it for Trottier to throw to James Drysdale and Phil Fada? Or Mayer to Drysdale or Fada? I think Trottier to throw to Drysdale and Farrell and then point his middle fingers at the Braves saying, I'm forming my own team. I'm bringing these guys with me to my to my <laughs> new team. That's what he's going to tell these guys. No, I, I think it's better to have the quality that they have with, with Drysdale and Farrell because they're matchup problems, right? NR did not have the depth um, to keep up with what you see. Look, look at the, the spreading of the football, right? I believe there was seven players that caught a pass or, or had a target thrown to them. In this football game, that's just the depth that you look at, and I think for Trottier, he has. I'm not saying he's going to be elite, but he has the, the skill tools, set, yeah. yeah, to to be fine in, in Division One if he wants to be as a quarterback. He, but so he I found the evil empire though. So I found that season. It was winter 2022. B ballers Division Two. They went five and five. He threw in. I don't want to say he threw in. He played in all ten games. I don't think he threw in all in all ten games. Maybe he did. Uh, Seventeen hundred yards, thirty-five TDs, ten interceptions. So, a, you know what? A three to one, three and a half to one ratio. And look what he put up. He put up three TDs and no INTs. So he's pretty much on that on that same wavelength. Right. So that might be what you're looking at in terms of Will Trati as a quarterback in division in division one. Hey, again, it's division one tier one. That's not bad. No, no. But it's also not good enough to win you Division One games. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks in this game, Ryan Kastner, hashtag in our quarterback. Yep. Uh, is he a long-term answer for them? Because they've had no. a conveyor belt of quarterbacks. And yesterday, watching him play with NR, it just didn't feel like it was the right relationship in this. He's been okay this as a season um, overview and recap. He's been okay, but... If you're asking if he's, I've asked myself this question: Is he the long-term, full-time quarterback? Like for, if this for is them? Division One no. winter. 
I, I think the big question we always had about Kastner is as he's trying to make the comeback more recently, the crew that he's had on his team hasn't been the best, right? And then there was that time they experimented, I think it was Division Six where uh, Derek ended up being yeah, QB instead, yeah, and they were switching spots, and that was a frustrating season. Tier 3 Fall Cup. Yeah, yeah and I think he injured his Achilles in that. Uh, That's the one, yeah. So there, there's that question mark of is this his comeback, and now he's just trying to come with a roster that can compete in the higher division? Does he now have to accept the fact that maybe he's more of a tier two, you know, division two, three quarterback and is kind of, you know, past his prime? Or is there still a competition level there that he can do it with? And if it's not with this this squad and like hashtag NR, who is it? Well, that's the thing. The, the Corey Packer's not coming back anymore. He's now settled in Florida. Um and that was the main that was the that was a, that was their quarterback for a while. For a and, few seasons. Yeah, yeah. and Caster now, I mean, if they went to Division One with this roster, they are not winning more than two games, three games. Yeah, one one and nine, two and eight. Yeah, perhaps. And they have to ask themselves, Travis Moses, Kendall Myers, um, and others, the the boardroom of NR. If we're going to be playing Division One, are we in it just to play Division One, or are we in it to win games? And I'm not sure the latter is right. is reality for them. Like, if the cap fit. Do you think they should go down to Div Two? If the cap, if they were a Div Two team, I would say, yeah, you know what? Okay, they can win seven, yeah, maybe yeah. eight, yeah. But with this, I don't know if they can win three with Ryan at quarterback in Division One. Yeah, I don't. And I, I don't see the expected forecast. If there's going to be eight teams, if there is, it could be way schedule again, which can help them. But I don't see them being in that middle to elite. They're probably middle low. That's what I think they are right now. So their current record, and we'll wrap this up. Their current record, it's like what one and six, one right? five and one, one five and one, right? <laughs> Slide Iggy magnets <laughs> into the QB. Yeah, here, Eagle. I'm just, I'm not, I'm just, I, I'm throwing it out to you guys. Here, Eagle, we'll ask you right now. Eagle, would you, would you go with uh, Iggy or Ryan Casters, Div One quarterback? In winter 2024. I was saying now, but sure. That's a bit of a different question. Which hashtag an R? This hashtag an R roster, would they be better with Ryan or Iggy at quarterback? Uh, um, Okay, this is going to be a hot take. I don't think Iggy's system would work well for hashtag an R. And not that it's not a good system. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah, find yeah, that yeah. that that mesh does not work because I find hashtag Enzar's roster is all about speed and one on ones, and Iggy's is all about concepts and spaces. And I find the two don't mesh properly. And I think there would be conflict there in that people would be like throwing the ball, and Iggy's system is more no, I throw the ball to the spot that it's designed to be open to, right? Yeah. So I think that wouldn't flesh well. So in that case, I think Ryan's probably the better choice moving forward, and they can build that chemistry because. He does prefer that style. I yeah. just think the delivery of the ball might be a little bit of a, a, a difficult thing at that level. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, they have some questions that they have to address in the offseason, and it's a short turnover, right? That wasn't a hot take. No, because I, I think nine out of ten people would probably say you. Oh, okay. I see. But You're I'm just like, bucking no, the I don't trend. think so. Yeah. You're bucking the trend. Sure. He goes against the grain. Sure. Exactly. Uh, Maroons 2.0 and KGP, they have, a, they have a game to work with. They're at six right now, I believe, right? Two games, yeah. Two games, right? Two games to work with. What's their, ceiling, what's their floor and ceiling now with, with what they have left over in schedule? Because they could move up a little bit. So I believe, uh, I didn't know this, but uh, I do now. Um, but KGP suffered an injury uh, quite 
a serious injury to Dylan Garber. So he's out. Uh, I don't know to the extent, um, but he's out at least, let's say, for the next game or two. So they requested a replacement. I believe that might have been in the email, but uh, it was a re- it was recent. Uh, anyways, he's just he's out. I don't know how long can he come back. Maybe for playoffs? Do they IR him? Maybe yes, no. Um, so just keep that in in mind. Um, but what's your question again? Like, what's the floor and ceiling for, for the floor and the ceiling potential for Maroons and KGP right now? The ceiling's pretty high for Maroons 2.0. From what I, the games I've witnessed. Um, they don't make many mistakes on offense. They don't turn the ball over too much. Um, but are they are they jumping to the top three? Mm, no, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No, no, I think there's okay. You meant in terms of the standings, yeah, and not just a general concept. Uh, yeah, I think their their ceiling is where they are right now. Their floor, I still think they're a uh, a double a limb team. They will be a double elimination team, no yeah, matter what, right? Yeah. But it's a question of where they fall in that. In well, that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah the four, they're both between a four and six. I'd say four and four ceiling for Maroons, uh, a low of six, but KGP's a ceiling of five and a low of six. Yeah, I just think KGP losing Dylan Garber is, is a tough that's, Yeah, break. it's, it's tough. That's, no pun intended. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I don't know what, break. Yeah, I don't know what the injury is. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what it is, but. Whatever it is, that's a tough loss for them. They they yep. can, you know, he does a lot. Of, he does a lot of small things really well, and and that's what we need at this point in the season. That that small thing can end up being yep. bigger in the picture. Yeah, and he's he's great at the sideline catches. Yeah, the hooks. Where, yeah, for fourth down, you know, double double hook, but especially the uncontested sideline catch. And what I but I mean by that is the very similar to Jean Mayer and uh, and George Gadipi where yeah. where uh, Phil Cutler's throwing it out of bounds and Dylan's planting his feet and his body's taking a dive and he catches the ball where exactly. it's it's either an incompletion He's catching it, or the defense is taking a penalty for running uh, Dylan over. Yeah, Maroons two point oh, they they're gonna be tricky in the playoffs. Whoever they get, whoever they face, uh, they're starting to really pick it up now. They it took Chad Barnes a little bit longer. He had his his highs and highs and lows of lows, but now he's starting to figure it out. And if he can stay like this, the course, uh, this is a great. No matter how far they go, I think this is a great way for him to get himself ready for Division One if they come into the Winter Division One yep. in a few months from now. Uh, before you go on to this next segment, who, yes. which we have not introduced, I need to ask you a question that we should have talked about pre-show. What theme do you want this segment to be? Do you want it to be more like euphoric, happy, and hopeful? Do you want it to be more like intense, In, yeah. drum and bassy? Well, here's the thing. If YouTube allowed us to play a, a, a little snippet, which CRTC rules would allow us, you play 20 seconds of it, the Jay-Z show me what you got beat for 15 seconds no no we're doing an actual song here i know i wish we could play that because it's a great song to have as a background but we can't but show me what you got to me this would the theme would be like a rival like intense dramatic building up to something yeah it could be all right so I'm literally going to play random stuff here because I have not heard any of it, but we're going to hope it's good. We're going to hear it together. Yeah, exactly. Let's do this segment. Let's go. All right. It is called Show Me What You Got, where we call out a player, team, employee, good or bad. All right. All right. Here we go. I got three. Iggy, you have three? No, I don't have three. Uh, of course not, Iggy. I barely have one. All right. You get two. We'll go three for me, two for you. 
Show me what you got, Sir William Power. Three INTs versus Game Changers on Wednesday night against you, with your Fins Up team. What the bleep, bro? You were terrible at quarterback, man. We have been anointing you as the man to watch that can take the next step in your quarterback development. Yes, you made that comeback with the onside throw uh, to tie it up, essentially, uh, two plays later. But show me what you got this week. Three INTs is not kind of Sir William Power. You were very powerless in that game against Game Changers. No, you keep going. I think this is going to be your segment for this week. Don't you have one? Not yet. Get oh. one up, please. Go up, please. Uh, show me what you got, Tigres. All right. You think you're good, but a lot of people don't think you're good, bro. You're four and three right now. You're on the proper side of the bracket of being double elimination status. You came in with swagger. You came in with edge, and you ruffled the feathers the wrong way. Show me what you got now. This is your chance to, to lay down the marker that you are the team to watch out for, maybe for the Fall Cup or for the winter season in 2024. Show me what you got. Take it, guys. All right, I got mine. Sim similar to... Oh, uh, hold on, hold on. You have to say the words. Okay. Show me what you got. Joe Cano. Joe Cano, you're making a comeback back into the FPF world. You... Uh, very courage, courageously uh, signed up for Tier 2, but are leading your team to a 1-6 record. You have one more chance, one more chance against the other guy who needs to prove it, against Fins Up, against William Power. Make this a battle of show me what you got. In Joe Cano, can you lead your team to the second victory of the season over Fins Up? Show me what you got, Matthew Yanakulius. You're averaging 2.3 INTs per game this year. Can you be better than that? You are better than that. You've not been great this year. Why? I don't know. Maybe uh, your steam packs are off. I don't know. Greek festivals. But you've had multiple INTs in games this year, except for one. You've thrown almost 2.5 INTs per game this year, which is un Yanukulius like Show me what you got this week if you can throw no INTs and maybe five touchdowns this week. That's it. That's it. Show what you got. And we got 20 seconds left on the music, too. So Perfect. I think we can use Perfect. this for future weeks. Okay. Is this right. good? You like the tone? Yep. Yes, no, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to try something else? Show what you got, man. Show what you got, man. All right. Officially downloaded. Thank you, Epidemic Sounds. All right. Shout out Perfect. for the track. How, how long is that song, by the way? So we three minutes and 12 seconds Oh, perfect. Total. Yeah, three minutes right there. Okay. Got a little bit of buildup in the beginning. It slows down at one point. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Exactly. All right. It is now time for the BuzzFit Games of the Week. But before <laughs> we do that, a word from our sponsor. Hey, FPF players. Looking to take your fitness to the next level? BuzzFit Gyms has a special offer just for you. Join us today with no initiation costs. Get ready to score big in the gym and on the field. Visit us at BuzzFit Gyms and seize this exclusive deal now. Manu Adahual has uh, seized that opportunity. And look at him now. He looks yeah. like uh, an Adonis yeah. with that hoodie on. Tier 1. Tier 1 Adonis over there. Okay, it is now time for... Games of the Week. He's had a sugar crash right now. All right, here we go. Is he going to crash? Sugar crash. How am I going to crash? You had so much sugar in the span of 22 minutes, which you failed. Nothing. I usually have more than that. All right, we're going to go week nine here. We're going to start with, I think this is tier four. Yes, Leo's Pasta Arabiat. Pasta, boys. Pasta. Ramfins, threat level midnight. Uh, I'm going to go Ramfins. I'll go the Ramfins. Dewey Molasses, Toon Squad. Uh, Toon Squad. I'll go Toon Squad. Mutation, Wind Diesel. Wind Diesel. 
Uh, Wind Diesel. In and the Singer Dome, by the way. And only flags save the turf tolls. Turf tolls. That's a good matchup. I will take save the turf tolls. We're going to go women's division. We have Vortex and Brute. Uh, you know who I'm taking? My homegirls, Brute. Yeah, I'll take Brute there, too. And Wildcats, Red Nation. Nation. Yeah, let's go. Time to heat up Red Nation. They're fizzing. Co-ed division two, Predators, Ballhard University. Uh, I'm going to go Preds. I'll go Preds in the dome. And what you do, step bros, free agents. Free agents. I like them a lot. Yeah, I'll go free agents there, too. Co-ed, no, uh, code one, yes. Uh, we have plenty of fish and fit squad. Fit squad. Yeah, they're on a roll. Yeah. Give me fit squad. They make it to the double limb. And easy fun, deep balls. Trap game. I'm going deep balls. Wow. You mentioned that last week. That was a two-week preview for uh, going deep balls. I'll go easy fun. Tier two. Kiss my in-laws. Ambush. In-laws. I can't pick it. Fins up. The boys are back. Fins up. Uh, yeah, fins up. Dirty birds, game changers. Birds. I'll go game changers. Beer belly brigade, still CRA. I uh, sorry, brigade. B B B B B. We got tier three. We're gonna start with born in the eighties, Griff Nation. Uh, Griff Nation. I'll go born in the eighties. Mangoose, wide open bar. Um. Goose. I'll go wide open bar. Bandits, West Island Boys. I'm gonna go with West Island Boys. Yeah, West Island Boys. In and out, Team Sexy. Sexy. Yeah, I'll go Team Sexy. And New Diablos, The Penetrators. Uh, I'm gonna go Penetrators. I'll go New Diablos. And lastly, here we have Tier 1 with Blessed and the Cap Friendly Braves. Mm. Big game. I'm going to go CFB. It's for the number one seed in uh, Tier 1. I'll go Blessed. Hashtag NRKGP. I'm going to go KGP. I'll go hashtag NR. Terror Squad Never Overtime. I'm going to go Terror Squad. I'll go TS. And nice and simple. That's a very quick games go. of the week. Uh, keep in mind the schedule has not is not up yet for the knockout rounds. Uh, that will be up as soon as the prelim round is done. Yeah, which we're now getting closer and closer towards the month of November. And so please keep that in eye. And are they set dates by the way? Like are they like we have predetermined dates for the knockout rounds? Because remember for spring and winter seasons, we have dates allocated for you know like, divisions and all that. Remember. Right? Anyway, Top just man. keep your eyes open because if there is a situation where you're playing multiple teams or, hey, you know what, and we have the flexibility, maybe we can accommodate. But, again, inquire with the league if we can do that uh, for the knockout rounds. Uh, magic words, please. Good night, Philadelphia. Eagle! Oh, no. I was going to go with either the Phillies or the Astros. I'm going with Eagle. You e lost. Dude, I did it. I don't know what you're talking about. You lost, I did bro. it. Another minutes, controversial bro. one. Always got to be controversy, huh? I mean, of course. That's how you make the, the headlines. If you guys think I won, make sure you leave a comment saying so. I know you will. I love you all. Thanks so much. Bye. Good night.
Go, go, go.